When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! <laughs> Drink it in now. Kool Aid, what is going on, everybody? We are back. And it is Friday, and I'm here with Grifka, and we're here to talk Dolphins-Lions. Grifka, what up? Man, just excited. Football's back. Happy to watch the Lions again on Sunday. Yeah, man, this is going to be a huge game. Lots to talk about, so let's let's get right into it. What are you thinking this week? Uh, tell me what's on the mind of Grifka. Um, just a couple things to start with. Uh, I know last podcast we talked about uh, Agnew being hurt, and uh, they're looking to do some stuff in-house, but they did sign that uh, – Lindsey uh, Lindsey Pimpkins is his name. I know he played with the Colts in Green Bay. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, what's your take on that? I didn't read a ton up on this guy, but I did hear that uh, you know he had started a game for the Colts, which I don't know if that's you know just because the Colts are all beat up or if he's got some some game. But anytime you can start in the NFL, it's a good thing. So he had started for them, and then the. You know, like the day after he started, they basically got rid of him. So I don't know if they got some guys back. Maybe he played that terrible. But like I say, if you have starting ability, I thought it was a an okay ad, especially, you know, you can never have enough DBs. We always say that. And like I say, with the Agnow injury. So I'm fine with it. I mean, I don't know much about this guy, but I hope he can come in and contribute in some way. Yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with you there. And I know you don't like it when I agree with you, but – uh I, I I don't. What do you mean? I, I it's a it's a staple of the show, yeah. and I, I love it. I, I don't see him starting on the team, uh, but you're right. It's uh, you can never have too many uh, healthy defensive backs right now in the season, especially with uh, the way it's been going in the Lions' defensive backfield. So uh, obviously, they like I said, brought back uh, Shed, and either he's you know I don't see him playing a lot. Uh, Agnew was playing a lot more. So uh, once again, it's just maybe it's just another body to have in case something happens and somebody goes down. Um, speaking of that, I know a couple weeks ago they had uh, they had uh, released Akeem Velez, but uh, they had now they have brought him back to the practice squad. Uh, you have any thoughts on that? I have lots of thoughts on this, Grifka, and this has nothing to do with the player. But I want to say this. You and the Big Hughes were in love with this guy. I mean, you saw him in the preseason. You thought this is our new starting tight end. Look at all. Look at what a great pass catcher he is. Look at all these plays he can make. He got booted. He didn't make it anywhere else. He came back here. I mean, I'm not excited at all about the guy. I mean, I feel that you know, again, he's a tight end. He's not like a receiver or running back that might be able to find some traction. I just feel like he's another player. Um, you know, if he can find his way or make a few plays here, they're great. But I have no expectations except for the fact that you and Hughes had him in the Hall of Fame. And I think it's just hilarious. His name is Hakeem Valles. You forgot that, I guess. 
<laughs> Hall of Fame. I'm gonna go that far. Maybe like three time Pro Bowl or making the Hall of Fame, you know, with the uh veterans committee thirty years down the line. But uh I wouldn't say uh I wanna be putting him into the Hall of Fame, you know, after a couple of good preseason games and a, a catch or two uh, that he had in the regular season. But uh once again, you guys think- love them. All the all the people go back in the archives and listen to the preseason shows and listen to Grifka and Hughes talk about Akeem Valles and how he's our guy at tight end now. I loved it. Yeah. Well, okay, but just back to another camp body and it kinda goes with your uh kinda goes with you we're talking about a few weeks ago how uh it always seems like the practice squad we always just bring in defensive backs and tight ends and they never make they never make any contributions at all. So maybe that's what this is, just another one of those tight ends that we bring in who's gonna be, you know, gone next year. Here's the thing. Our tight ends have been so terrible that he probably could start next week for us. Uh, they've made no impact except in blocking. So I'm sure he could probably come on the team in the next few weeks and make a few plays and everybody be all excited about him again. But, uh, yeah, the tight end position is no longer a pass-catching position for this team. Hakeem Valla is nothing more than just a, a random lower-tier roster bubble guy. And, uh like you say, not not a big issue, so nothing big going on there. Okay. I just got one more thing I want to touch base with you on. Uh, and Once again, the NFL uh, trade deadline it comes up here in a couple of weeks, and once again, it seems like uh, every trade I ever see is like somebody going to Philadelphia because I, I guess I didn't realize Philly was so crappy. But once again, somebody uh, – put this possible trade out there that would that would be good for Philly and it happened to be was it uh trading Amir and uh Golden Tate to Philly um <laughs> I, once again I read this and I'm just like well this has got to be the stupidest trade in the world considering exactly where the Lions are at um I guess everybody thinks that you know the Lions trading you know Golden Tate away they must think you know well they're just mainland in this season or they're just sold that you know Kenny Galladay and uh Marvin Jones will be fine but uh I read that and I thought it was like, gosh, it's the stupidest thing in the world. Uh, what, what do you think about that? Are these are these the Grifka sources again that are reporting these types of trades, or where did this come from, Grifka? Do you remember? I got a call roughly at three fifteen in the morning, and they were telling me how Ziggy wasn't going to play, so he couldn't get big numbers. And then uh, they said, "Hey, there's this hot topic that Philadelphia may be interested in Amir Abdullah and Golden Tate." So uh, I'm just did like, you- oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Did you say you meet your your source at 3.15 in the morning at Hot Topic? Is that what you said? No, he called me and said, hey, I have this Hot Topic. (laughs) Ah, okay. No, yeah. yeah, No, I was was getting off my shift at Hot Topic, and I was – I was getting my Red Hot Chili Peppers t-shirt with my right. uh, New Religion jeans wearing, right. wearing my Chuck Taylors. So, uh, um, right. Your source has got more issues than I thought if they're at Hot Topic. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, like I said, I don't know where you heard this. To me, there's so much junk that goes around the NFL about trades. They barely ever happen. When they do, they're surprising. But they never – like there's never these two-for-ones or these two players that are – either not doing anything or have expiring deals. I mean, I don't see it. I mean, part of me wants to say I'd love it if they could make a big splash and, like, give Golden Tate away to somebody here in the back part of the year and get a really nice pick or a nice defensive player, but I don't see it happening. Amir Abdullah hasn't done anything to make people enticed by him like I hoped he would. So, I mean, if they, as you would say, if they trade him, they're getting a bag of balls and a bag of Cheetos I mean I don't see anything for him either so I I think all these trade you know 
I don't see it happening, but I would love to get some valuable pieces. So don't hold your breath. Uh, double check your sources, and uh, we'll see what happens. Okay. Okay. Those are just a couple things I want to talk about before we uh, get into this uh, reason why we're doing this, and that is the big game down on South Beach uh, this week. Hopefully the Lions don't get caught up there on the beach and get sunburned all over the place and uh, unable to play. But uh, big game this week in Miami. We saw Miami uh, come back with a thrilling victory over the Bears. I think the Bears kind of choked that one off more than Miami going there and winning it, considering it was that uh, Miami's running back fumbled at the half-foot line. And uh, Miami was uh, lucky enough to escape with a W there. But um, what? Uh, let's start with this. Uh, Miami is – I know when we were going through early in the season, the preseason, we kind of predicted Miami to kind of be a little bit of a dog team. But uh, they're actually not so bad this year. They're tied with New England for uh, the division right now in the uh, in, uh, in the AFC North. Uh, right now this team's better than what we thought. So what do you think the Lions need to do to uh, go down there and uh, come away with a road victory considering the Lions haven't won on the road yet this year and Miami hasn't lost at home yet this year? Grifka, this is another occurrence where you're falling into the what everybody else is saying, what the numbers are telling you, what it looks like on paper. I'm here to tell you right now, the Miami Dolphins are terrible. Their record, their home record means nothing to me. You know, their quarterbacks gambles. The Miami Dolphins playing in Miami doesn't worry me one bit. They don't care about sports. They don't have a raucous uh, home crowd. I'm not too worried about the weather. None of this stuff matters. So you may give me all these stats about us not winning on the road, them being undefeated. That 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 means nothing. Like They don't have any impact players in offense or defense that I'm too worried about. Like I say, their quarterback's terrible. I think this is a game we go down. It's not only a must win, but I – I think you got to show some dominance over a team like this because they have a paper record that means nothing. And uh, I just say we go down and, and punch them in the face. So, uh, you know, take all your numbers, your stats, your this, your that, and tell me why the Dolphins are good in, at any position, Griff. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't uh, say they're good, but um, I, I guess the biggest things right now that uh, – what I can say is that obviously after last week that Miami has some, has some confidence to be honest with you. I mean, coming out in victory that way, like I said, I thought Chicago choked that game off more than, uh, more than Miami, you know, going out and winning it. But um, the biggest thing I got to kind of worry about, you know, right now, it's kind of the same thing. I know you said you didn't worry about the weather, but I mean, right now, I mean, we're in Michigan and we know what it is up here and, you know, Miami's going to be, you know, mid eighties and humid. You know, on Sunday, I mean, we've seen in the past where, you know, at this time of year, teams from chilly or weather stadiums go down south or go out west in the heat. And they tend to, you know, kind of wilt in the second half when when the weather's starting to get to them. But, uh, you know, three and two, like I said, Miami hasn't lost at home. I mean, but uh, I, I just like I said, I, I, I agree with you. Get, get out your buzzer, but I agree with you. I think it's kind of more of a uh, more of a ping ping. You know, uh, you know they they beat the Jets. You know, and even though the Jets beat the Lions, I mean, I still think the Jets aren't that good. And you know, they they uh, beat uh, they beat uh, the Bears at home, and uh, 
I can't remember who their last victory was against, who their other game was at home, who they beat. But uh, that was, uh, I, I would have to agree with you there. I don't think who they've played and who they've beat means a whole lot to me. So the Lions can go down there and they, they can win this game. I mean, but uh, once again, uh, falling into the trap of hanging out on South Beach and, uh, you know, the weather, you know, that, that could be something right there. Grifka, you know what I have to say about your take on – on weather, humidity, and, like, will they be able to deal with that? You know what I want to say to that? Go ahead. Grifka, take take a lap. You take a lap for that, Grifka, just like Matt Pat would say. Go take a lap, maybe two laps for that garbage. The Detroit Lions, Grifka, are fine. They're professional athletes. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. I thought when you said weather, you were going to – like, I heard that there may be thunderstorms or there may be uh, – you know, slippery weather. I don't like that because I always feel, I always still view the lions until they prove me otherwise as more of a finesse team. So like if the weather's not perfect for throwing the football or for doing what they need to do, I always feel like that favors these other teams that are more grinders or more, you know, have more just gritty football players, but maybe that's changing with Matt Pat under his regime. But uh, so I'm more worried about like if it's pouring rain, if we're going to be able to toss it around the yard, but the heat means nothing to me. Like, you know, just go down and take care of business. I mean, this, like, like you said, it's all about who they beat at home. I mean, I think that the, the bears showed their half fraud by going down there and not being able to deal with that team or being able to deal with Brock Osweiler at quarterback. So that was good to see them struggle because that gave me more sense that Cleo Mack isn't going to dominate every play of every game and that we might be able to deal with them and that, you know, even though they have some players on offense, they won't be good. So again, back to Miami. I just think that uh, go take care of business, go down there. Don't worry about all these peripheral things and just, are we better than their football team? Let's go prove it. Okay. Now, you know, as we all heard, you know, Brock Osweiler is going to be having, you know, making the start, but uh, even if it was Tannehill, I mean, would you fear this team anymore or, I know it sounds like you're taking Miami pretty lightly with uh, Brock at the quarterback, but uh, would you feel any different if uh, Tannehill was uh, starting this game? I mean, a little bit, but I mean, Brock Osweiler is absolute hot garbage. I mean, he's, he's had some of the worst stat lines of all time when he was playing in both Houston and then he got shipped around to all these places. I mean, everybody's talking, oh, look at what he did last week. Like, when you're talking about numbers and stuff, I go back and look at like a bigger sample size and say, man, this guy had like a little bit of a run in Denver and then he's been terrible ever since. I mean, I take nothing away from last game. Really. I don't see him reproducing that. I see lots of turnovers from him in this game. I see lots of quarterback pressure getting on him. Tannehill. I mean, I'm not a huge fan, but I remember in the preseason, I thought between him and I thought, I thought Devontae Parker was finally going to get it all together and be kind of a – he's a slick athlete. When you see him in his jersey, he just is never healthy and never makes plays on Sundays. So, you know, he's turning out to be a big old bust. But so, like I said, when I just going down their roster from the quarterback down, I mean, the only player I like is I have a little bit of love for Kenyon Drake. I think he can catch and he can run if he's given he the opportunity, fumble. but he's fallen out of favor too. Yeah. Cause of his fumbles and because of uh, they're giving the ball to old man, Frank Gore all the time. Like, I don't know. I mean, I still am waiting for you to give me one guy that really is a difference maker for the Miami dolphins. Cause I don't see it anywhere. And then their defense is just a bunch of 
you know, old defensive ends, you know, linebackers that can't really play. I mean, I, I'm really ragging on, but this is really what I think. Like their record is so fake to me. I feel like this is a game, even though it's a road game and road games are tough in the NFL. I mean, Lions are pretty healthy coming off a bye. have a time for this team. I don't, I don't see why we don't go down and, and, and show some dominance against a, a bad football team on both sides of the ball. Maybe one, one playmaker on defense, Fitzpatrick, and then a couple linebackers that are mid-level if the, at best, you know. Who's going to rush the quarterback for them? Who's going to who's gonna catch passes for them? Oh, what's his name? Wilson, who had two big catch and runs? Like, come on. I never heard of this guy till this year. He's a, he's a mid- to low-tier receiver at best. And then, like I say, some of the other bigger guys are hurt, or as long as Kenny still doesn't go over the top of us, we're good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like sounds like you're taking this team pretty lightly right now. I mean, this is uh, this is how you preview a game, Grifka. You don't him and haw. You don't tell. You don't go on and on about. Oh, I hope that we'll win. Maybe we'll win. Oh, you know the Dolphins are pretty good. You call it like you see it. The Dolphins suck. The Lions don't suck. We win. Okay. Um. Well, let's put it this way. I, I don't think uh, Tannehill would make that much of a difference over uh, Brock Osweiler. Just that he's been there longer, and uh, you know, he, you know, he's been in the Miami Dolphin uniform longer, so he's that turquoise blue or green, whatever color it is, he might look a little better in. But uh, I, I don't see too much of a difference between Tannehill and Osweiler right there. Um, as for saying that the running game's not that good, I mean, I I would have to disagree with you on that. Um, you know, Frank Gore, he can still produce, and like you said, even though he's old man River, he can still. Uh, you know, pound it out, and uh, and I know Drake. I mean, that guy. Uh, he's he's not he's not a terrible running back either. So uh, yeah, he had that fumble, but uh, you know, last week against the Bears. But to say that the running game's terrible, I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that. And uh, we've seen the Lions' defense struggle with uh, running games this year so far. So uh, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't completely uh, just totally uh, write off uh, that that offense yet. Um, their wide receivers, once again, I know, like you said, I don't think. Uh, there's like any dynamic playmakers and Devontae Parker is never, you know, he obviously looks good in his uniform. So, uh, but he can't, uh, he, he's not that great of offensive player though, but uh, the running game, uh, you know, can be kind of, kind of dangerous. I kind of mimics the, uh, I think that team mimics the bears, um, like how we'll have to play them. And uh, with it being in Miami, once again, I know you don't like to hear about the heat, but uh, that, uh, something that uh, can make a team you know kind of wilt in the second half so if uh they're really pounding the ball that might be something that would be tough for the Lions to stop and uh I don't think Miami's defense is you know I don't think it's a uh, paper mache but uh it's not the steel curtain either but I mean they do have a pretty decent defense I mean they don't have a whole lot of sacks but they got some they got some quarterback pressures which is almost as a uh, almost as 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 impactful on a game as as sacks is but uh and, you know, getting home right now, that's one thing that uh, Miami's defense is struggling on, you know, getting back to the quarterback. But I want to completely write this team off. I, I agree with you thinking that, they're, uh, that their wins are against, you know, teams that aren't as good and, you know, not as uh, not as impressive as we may think. But, uh, you know, they do have a, a couple dangerous spots on this team that the Detroit Lions are going to have to worry about that. They just can't, you know, go strap their helmets on and go down to Miami and win this game. 
Grifka, you would love Frank Gore. Frank Gore has had great production. He's been a great football player. He's 35 years old at the running back position. Like, you cannot go into an NFL game saying, oh, this guy scares me. I'm worried about this guy. He, he's, he'll be lucky to get, like, 40, 50 yards and fall in the end. Be a good game for Frank Gore. Like that's not a guy I go in and, and worry about too much. Like to me, that's why I like Drake a little better. He's a more dynamic back that can catch and run. And Kenny Stills always seems to catch those eighty yard touchdowns every fifth week of the year. Other week, absolutely terrible, doesn't even show up. So, I mean, you would like Frank Gore. I mean, I liked him too, like eight years ago. I'm just saying they have a they have a better running game than what you're giving them credit for. So that's something that the Lions have struggled against earlier this year. And uh, if they haven't made the corrections over the bye week, they could struggle with it again on Sunday. That's that's all I'm saying. Because this is the Detroit Kool Aid cast, Grifka, and the people don't want to hear me give the Dolphins credit. They want me to tell it like I see it, which is the Lions are better than this team. They have more skilled players, and we even have a better defense, in my opinion. So just go out and win the dang game, and don't uh, don't waste everybody's time saying how good the Dolphins are. Drink it in. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that pretty much takes up our take on Miami. Then, uh, j- just kidding. Just kidding. Um, well, I'm I mean, willing to rag on them for quite a bit longer, so send some more questions my way. Well, I'll tell let's you, put it this way. Well, well, you know, since you've called it like you see it, that's fine. I mean, uh, I mean, you uh, you're pretty much dismissing their, uh, you know, the, their running game. You're dismissing how the weather can affect the game, especially just heat and humidity. <laughs> you know, I I know I I know when you're on the basketball court in the middle of the summer and you've been out there for like two and a half hours playing, you know, basketball. I'm, I'm sure you're just as fresh at that point as you are, you know, when you first walked on the court. So. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not that, a professional you know, athlete, Griff. I don't do that for a living. I don't living. care like, if you're this wearing, is all these guys do is run and you're, you're wearing, and practice you're wearing and a lift weights all you're day. Wearing, you're wearing shoulder pads that just hold heat in. I, I don't care, man. That, that gets heavy and it gets warm and it gets tiring. So, uh, Grifka, that's those are the old excuses you used to make for the Country Cup Lions. Like, these are the new Lions that have ran laps, have worked hard in training camp. Not the old Jim Caldwell. Hey, uh, let's run a few. Uh, let's run a few uh, play action passes and a few uh, dives to the right and call the practice over. No, this team's yeah. in condition. They're ready to go. Like, you know, come on. I think you watch Remember the Titans a little too much recently, thinking, you know, just so, you know, out there practicing in the dark with the school bus lights on the field, you know, and like all of a sudden you're just like world beaters. But, uh, I mean, I'll let you know that uh, playing out in the heat and humidity with all that and all those pads on, that does take a toll on you after a while. So, and if a running game is just pounding down on you, uh, it, it can be tough to stop. That's That's all I'm saying. So I mean, with that being said, I, I guess I, I know I just I just need to know what how big a blowout do you do you think this game's gonna be? I um, I mean, like you say, there's a you know I wanna I wanna be bold in my my statements as I have been, but you know it's an NFL game, it's a road game, it's um you know the team we're playing, it's not their own five, own six, whatever it may be. So, you know, I'm going over the top with it, but I do think this is a game that that not only could go in our favor, but can get ugly if we play good football. So with all that being said, if I have to throw a score out, my brain's telling me like 28-10. Like we put up, uh, 
you know, keep that mojo like we've had and scoring some touchdowns, either running or passing. And again, I see Brock Eisweiler lucky end zone passing. I mean, he may get a, a big play either on defense or kick return and then kind of short field and get one in. So he'd be lucky to get one in and then a field goal. I mean, I don't see their offense doing anything more than that. I feel like, you know, 10 points, maybe 14 is a total ceiling for this Miami Dolphins team right now with the way they're set up and with their their players. So, um, you know, give me 28-10. I'm sticking with that. Wow. Double digits in the pros, usually that does constitute a blowout. So like when you reach 10 points, I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot in high school or in college. But uh, in the pros, that can be uh, – that's definitely considered a blowout. So 28-10, wow, that's, that's saying but, something. But Grifka, I can't, I can't come on this show every week – and and have every game be three to seven points. I mean, it, when we start playing like even the Seahawks or some of these division games against the Vikings, where it's 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 a rivalry, it's in their house. It's the, yeah, you'll hear me give some closer scores. But I mean, like I say, there's really nothing that worries me about this game, other than are we going to come off the buy hot or not? If we come off hot, I, I see this as a a great game and a great perfectly set up for the lions and yeah you say that every week oh 10 points that's a lot eight points uh 14 points that's a lot like if you watch other nfl games a lot of them are close and there's always a few blowouts every week i see this as a blowout okay um i can respect that you know i respect your take uh I'm going to uh, take the weather a little more into account and save the heat, but I believe that the Lions will be able to jump out early enough where then they can hold on to something. But uh, I don't think it's going to be, you know, a two, three-point game. Myself, I believe that, uh, with, like you said, coming off the bye week, Patricia will have these guys prepared. I have a, a defense schemed up to be able to stop the run, you know, an offense to be able to at least go over the top on this defense and the offensive line will hold up long enough that uh, the quarterback pressures won't get to Matt Stafford and he'll stay upright. Uh, with all that being said, I'm going to go with a score of uh, Detroit 24, Miami 16. That's, uh, that's how I uh, see this game happening. So I know uh, when we picked the preseason, we both picked this game as a, as a W, so it looks like we're sticking with that again. Um, that will get the Lions back to 500, a uh, much-needed victory to keep them in the race with the other teams in, uh, in this division. Um, I still believe that uh, a tie game is benefiting Minnesota and uh, Green Bay right now, but uh, that'll have to be something that works out uh, in the end. So uh, that being said, we both got W's on, on this, and it uh, sounds like uh, you're taking Miami really lightly, and uh, I'm giving them a little more respect. But uh, we both got, got them coming out with a W. Yeah, man. Uh, like you say, uh, just to give the people a little bit more, I mean, to me, you know, depending on the showers, like, again, I don't see why we can't throw the football. I I don't know if it's going to happen this game, but we've been talking about it for weeks. Like, I think in the next handful of weeks, you're either going to see carry-on's workload slowly increase or, like, one of these weeks you'll just wake up and this guy's getting 15 to 25 touches in the run in the pass game and our whole offense is going to look way different when that happens. So I'm just expecting one of those two things to happen this week is either a, another stout run game like we had. And remember how our team looked totally different against the Pats when we could run the football. Yeah. Like I'm expecting like, this is a game that you could possibly do that. And again, I like Baker. 
I think Alonzo is kind of a wild card at linebacker. He's always been kind of hit or miss, but when he's good, he's pretty good. You know, I don't know many of the people on their back end, but I don't think that they have ever been known for having a great secondary. I know that I like Minka Fitzpatrick coming out of the draft. I mean, he's just a beast at all positions. So that's like my short take on the uh, some of the defensive guys to watch out. And like I said, the only guys for me to watch out for on Miami is uh, will Kenyon Drake have a, a good game because we've been tough in the you know been still having struggles in the run game. So everyone's written him off, but I could see him having a better game than average if we're not sound. And then. To me, Kenny Stills is a guy we have to stop. I'm like even a little run after catch by Albert Wilson or whatever doesn't scare me, but a big bomb over the top of one of our corners, other than Slay, scares me a little bit. But uh, like you say, I made it known. I mean, if I have to pick some primetime players for the Lions in this game, it's gonna be, um, it's gonna be Marvin Jones. I think this could be a game where he catches a deep ball or he gets a nice, you know, 80 yards and a touchdown type of game. And then uh, defensively, I want to see Aquara and uh, and our linebackers have another good game. I feel like Kennard's been solid all year. I'd love to see Aquara keep pushing the pocket. And uh, and maybe GQ gets a, a pick or a big-time play in this game. He's kind of been hit or miss as well. So those are a few names to watch out for. And I can't say carry on Johnson enough. I think that yeah, I'm just waiting for him to get more involved because when he gets the ball, I still think it's pretty electric. So those are names to watch for me. And like I say, we've thrown the score out there. I've been bold and I'm looking forward to this game. I really am. Even though road games, I'm usually a little bit more tempered on not this week. And maybe it's excitement off the bye, or maybe it's just, I think the dolphins are, are not a good team, but I'm really excited for them to kick the ball off on Sunday. Okay. And, uh, good takes right there. Good takes. And uh, I guess what we'll see uh, come Sunday afternoon by uh, 4 o'clock, uh, we'll know exactly uh, if uh, you were right or I was right. So we'll go with that. Um, we don't have any questions today, but I know uh, it's been a few weeks, you know, at least since uh, week one. I was thinking about this and started to think about uh, little Tim again, doing a little uh, in, his, in his rap. You know, it's been after the bye week or – already quarter into the season and you know it's time to uh get in and get out um what i was thinking was i mean you know we had talked before on previous podcast and uh talked earlier about possible trades so uh what i'm going to do is uh i'm going to give you some names and um if if you think the Lions should trade these guys i want you to uh get in and if you think they should keep them or, or, or if you think they should keep them, get out. And once again, this, these are all names that I've I've seen and uh, and read that have been like people have either said the Lions could have this trade with this guy, or this is this is somebody they should trade for. Um, and then after we get through these few Lions names, there's actually a few other names that are out there that are on the market or uh, kind of free agents that uh, if you think we should bring them in or trade for trade for them, we can get in or get out if uh, you think they should uh, not bother touching them. So, uh, well, let's do this. Well, we're going to start off. What you thinking uh, about the Lions possible trading away of Amir Abdullah? Now, hold on, Griska. You, you, you sold it low, the get in, get out. Now, if anybody's listened to our archives, they know the whole story about get in, get out at the tailgate, the famous rapper. Little Tim. You know his name better than anybody. Give it to him, Griska. That's Little Tim. 
<laughs> Little Tim laid it down for us to get in, get out. So I'll do a few live ones, but um, if I understand you right, you want me to either <laughs> or or you want me to simply so we got the get in, get out. Um, you know, we had a little fun with it before. I'll try to liven it up for the people. But so give me the rule again for get in. Okay. Um, for for the trade, if they're on the they're currently on the Lions, if you want them to trade okay. them, get in. But if you think they should keep them, the trade offer would be get out. We don't want your trade. And then okay. Then there's a few guys out there you know, either free agent or on the trade block. If you think the Lions should trade for them, get in. But if you don't think they should, get out. Okay? Okay. And once again, uh, we talked about it before, but uh, Amir Abdullah seems to be brought up like every three days as a possible trade candidate for the Lions. So what do you think about Amir Abdullah? I want Amir Abdullah to get out! (laughs) Uh, I, I I still am not totally sure, but I think uh, if I'm reading it right, like, I mean, I love them to get anything they can for Amir Abdullah or like, I'm pretty much set on the lines. I don't know what to do with Amir Abdullah. So he needs to get out <laughs> right now. Uh, I'm with you there also. I mean, anything the lines could get for him, um, I would pack his bags for him and I would tell him to get out as well. It's like, I don't care yeah. if they're offering a bag of air. It's like uh, you can you can take Amir Abdullah off our hands, and I'd be fine with that. Um, Get out. Yeah. So, uh, what about uh, what about uh, the other part of the the equation I I told you about earlier? Uh, Golden Tate. Golden Tate, man. I said it before. I said it again. The people don't like it, but he's gotta get out. <laughs> like, like. I can keep him around if we're in the mix this season, but next year I'm not paying the guy. He's got to get out. So really this year, if they were offered a trade, you would accept it. I mean, it would depend what it is, but like, I I hate to deal him if we're like right in the mix and he's still playing good football. But if you're offering me a really nice pick, or like I said, a, a guy that's younger, better contract, maybe a defender, get out. Okay. Um, I I have to disagree with you. I, I'm keeping Tate here. here. I'm, he's he's got to get in. It's like he's got he's got to stay. He's he's a key cog of this offense. Um, I would even look to resign him next year. I mean, once again, if the price tag's way too hefty, you got to get rid of him. But uh, that's got to be a guy I believe you got to bring back for what he does for this offense. You know, being kind of at least a safety valve for uh, Matt Stafford. You know, being quick and shifty and being able to break tackles, get upfield. He, he's get, I, I got to keep this guy in house. Um, Hold on real quick. Another shout out because I did it before to the big Hughes who loves Golden Tate. Hey, Hughes, Golden Tate, you get out. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he's laughing right now as he listens to this. Because he wants him to get in. <laughs> But he's got to get out because he's going to cost too much. He's too old, even though he makes plays. Huh? Sorry, GT. Okay. Um, I'm going to do one. Uh, I actually uh, read this one a few weeks ago to a possible that the Lions, you know, Lions could do this trade, even though nobody in the right mind would do this. And uh, what are you thinking about your boy, Ziggy Ansa? I mean, to me, this is a two-parter again. Like, you know, 
somebody would have to come with a big like deal for me to have him get out. But this year, he's got to get in. And I mean, get in the lineup like this week against Miami. But like, if you're talking about any type of trade that's worth anything, he can get out. And if you're talking 2019, he can get out. <laughs> okay. Uh, myself, uh, Ziggy, um, if, if a team offered us a bag of cut grass, from, from the football field, I would take that trade. So, Ziggy, you can get out! Because I know just as soon as you pick up your duffel bag to leave the locker room, you're going to strain your shoulder or hurt your knee or, you know, pull a groin or something like that or your ankle's going to be hurt again. So, uh, yeah, I would I would take, like I said, a, a bag of magic beans to, uh, to get rid of Ziggy if somebody would pick him up. But Grifka, this week against Miami, he's got to get in! You mean fly? You mean flying with the team to stand on the sideline or sit up in the press box? Um, yeah, sure, I guess. But Grifka, if you keep hating on Ziggy Ansa, you're gonna have to get out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> losing my voice. I don't know how little Tim did this for like ten minutes when he was rapping to us, but he had it flowing. Yeah, I believe he probably smoked enough blunts that where his voice sounded raspy already. So we'd be fine with that. I don't know, man. He just had it. He had it going, man. Get in, get out. Look for that single on the billboard charts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, bill, just like somebody wrote up on a billboard outside of Detroit, maybe. Um, last one. Uh, what do you think if uh, something happened, you know, if uh, we were able to get a good offer for uh, your boy, Big Play Slay? They can wait for it. Wait for it. Get out. <laughs> I, uh, I've come your way on this group. I mean, he continues to make plays. He's fighting through injuries. He's a great guy in the locker room. Uh, big play slay. He's proved himself to me. He's kind of a core piece of this defense. Having a real good corner makes a big difference in the NFL. So keeping him, those people can get out. Yeah, I would, I, I have to agree with you on there. We have to, you know, Darius Slay always has to be in the lineup so he can get in with the rest of the team. And, uh, in other words, you, know, you want him to stay in. Yeah, he can go out there. He can go out there and wag his finger when he makes a play. And I have friends saying it's karma. That's why the Lions lose. I'm just like, um, no, Slay plays fine. It's not his fault why they lose. But uh, yeah, they they definitely. I think he's the best defender on the team. I mean, I know you like Ziggy when he's in the lineup, but I think Slay's the best defender on the team. Um, so you might want to tell those friends, gift to Griffka to <laughs> get out. Yes. <laughs> Okay, well, let's do this. Uh, like I said, there's a guy out there, a couple other guys I've heard that are actually on the trading block. I'm sure those price tags for those guys on the trading block are pretty hefty, and uh, obviously the lines aren't willing to part with too much considering they let Khalil Mack go to uh, the Bears for a couple first-round picks. But uh, let's start with this guy. I mean, the guy that's still out there, you know, what do you think? I mean, I always hear this, and when he was first out there, people were like, they should sign this guy. I mean, Des Bryant. Do you think they should bring him to bring him in to get in or just like have him to get out? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. This guy, he's just a name to me now. Like, I mean, you can't just come up in the halfway through the year and do anything. We don't need a receiver. So my voice is basically shot. Get out. Griffka. Get, get this guy out. I mean, I don't know where he's going to fit, but thanks. Sure isn't with the lions. Get out. Yeah, I'm I'm right with you there. Uh, he, if he walked in the uh, offices looking for a job, I would uh, just have Matt Pat look at him and say, "Get out!" 
So uh, yeah, he could uh, he could do that. You know, uh, I, like you said, Matt, he's just a name that would have been a fine pick five years ago, but uh, not where he's at now. Matt Pat would probably be like, "Who let you in? Get out!" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Take isn't your cuts. boy Bill Keenis? Bill Keenis working the front gate now, isn't that what he's doing? Yeah, he would let him in and say, couple more for Coach. <laughs> that's what couple doing. more for Dez. Yeah, that's what he do. It's just like, that's what he does. You think he does that at the front gate, like on Tuesdays when they're bringing in free agents for tryouts? He'd be like, couple more for Coach. Hey, who are you? I'm Joe Schmoa. I play defensive end. And who are you? I'm, I'm Joe Buck. I play linebacker. Couple more for Coach. You know, like, you know, and you and are a uh, big Hits that big red button and then the gate goes up and then he does it and he closes it and then he's done for the day. Yeah, that's that's Bill Keenis now, the uh, the front gate historian. Yeah, exactly. You should have been here when Barry Sanders walked through. It was awesome. Um, okay, so uh, if the Lions were to trade Golden Tate, because I know you don't like him, uh, this guy's also on the trading block. Uh, what do you think about Amari Cooper? Would the Lions trade for Amari Cooper? No, Griff, I mean, like, I already talked about our receivers, like, not having dynamic guys, but we don't, unless you were to really part with a piece, you know, if, if Golden Tate walks, maybe I'd entertain a big-name piece for going into next year. But right now, like, any of those receivers, they just got to get, get out because uh, we're we're basically set unless we got rid of, and even if you get rid of, you don't add one during the year right now. So, get out! <laughs> Uh, uh, gosh, I know you hate it, but I have to agree with you on that. I have to. I would. Uh, I wouldn't. You know, if he walked in the building, tell him to get out. But I'd be like, um, hey, what are you doing here? Uh, okay, it's nice to see you again. You know, how about you? How about you get out? Um, you're right. I just. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I really like him, but you know, like I said, maybe trading for him in the off season. But uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't trade for him right now. And then uh, last guy, I just wanted to bring up to you because I heard uh, he was on the trade block as well, and. I think this guy could really help, but uh, what are you thinking about Patrick Peterson? He's got to get in! <laughs> that, uh, Yeah, man, I know this guy's not a young spring chicken anymore, but get in, man. I would I would love it. I would have loved it like three, four years ago when there was buzz about it maybe happening or that, you know, when, uh, when Mayhew loved him in the draft, I wish we would have done we need to do to get this guy but yeah man if you can add a guy like that get in yeah i uh like i said i know you hate one degree but same thing man when i read he was on the trading block and like one of the possible places you know could be detroit i was like yes get in because uh <laughs> you know if you put him on one side and slay on the other side and you put nevin lawson on the bench you know handing out gatorade as the guy's coming off the field and being being the get back guy, you know when you know when he's the guy on the sideline telling everybody else to get back from the white line so they don't get that fifteen yard penalty. Yeah, um yeah, I make this trade. You know, um I'm you know, I'd give up, you know, Amir and um Tate and uh Ziggy and um you know a bag of beans to get uh, Patrick Peterson. So uh, I'd be fine <laughs> with that. The other reason I say bring him is because you know Ever since Peterson's been in the league, I've seen some interviews. He's such a no-nonsense, humble, good dude that I think the city would love him. I think he still has a good couple, few years left in him. So, you know, yeah, it'd be pricey. You know, I don't know what his contract is, but I know it's not cheap. So it'd be pricey, but I think he's got, you know, three, two, three good years left, and the city would just love him if he made plays because he's just a Detroit 
guy and he's a playmaker and that's what we always love in this town so get in man that would that would be incredible but like you say we don't see it happen but uh it'd be great so yeah but i'm sure probably des peterson and uh cooper they're all tied to philadelphia somehow since philadelphia needs like every trade you know everything's like oh going to philadelphia so uh that's all i got for uh get in get out so uh um, Griff, I want to like my voice is shot. You put that up to me. I know the people. Some people may not know the history of getting get out. It was one of the classic all-time tailgate moments when Little Tim dropped about five plus minutes of rhymes, and the chorus was "Get in, I get out, but 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 get the heck up out of my house." It was incredible. You got to go back and listen if you didn't hear that episode. We're gonna do it from time to time if my voice can take it. But uh, if you didn't like it, you had to be there. Get in, get out. Um, it's going to be big. And I think you hit on some good names there. So, uh, you know, hopefully the lions can either get some people in here or get a few out before the trade deadline. But like I say, it's always, uh, tough to do in the NFL, but we'll see what happens. So, uh, everybody, we tried our best at getting, get out. Yeah. Yeah. Your voice, our voices just can't handle it. Like I said, I don't think we're, uh, you know, using the medication for our glaucoma, like, uh, like uh, little Tim does uh, to get to get that voice. So, uh, well. gosh, I wish we could have little Tim in the studio and and do it live for us because uh, uh, that that could. No, be our, I, our I think intro, I think if we actually music. did that, he would never leave the studio. We'd be like, um, here's the next <laughs> podcast. Little Tim's back. Wow, like wow, little Tim came back. No, little Tim never left. You know, is, is what it was. And then, and then we'd ask little Tim a question and be like, uh, what do you think about, um, you know, the Lions secondary this week? And you just go, I don't know, but they got to get in and get out because I told them to get the heck up out of my house. <laughs> and then you ask him the next question, it would just be the hook on on repeat again. Like, I don't know that he does anything else except get in, get out song all day long. Oh, every he day, had, but, he uh, had a couple verses, but I couldn't understand them. So, uh. Right. I don't know if he speaks, though. I don't know if he talks. I think it's just the song all day. Like he says hello to you and then he just goes into the song. It's like, it's like, oh, pull, it's like pulling the string on a talking doll. It's only got so many lines. Right. right. It didn't matter what we said. He just went back to the chorus like again. It was just like, hey, how you doing? little t- Got to get in. <laughs> like, okay. We know. We know you get in, get out. But anyway, like say, he's a legend, man. I loved it. And uh we're just paying homage to him on the podcast for the people. Yeah, but uh, like funny. you say, I can barely talk. So we get sued. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. We're trying to make this guy uh, what he should be, which yeah. is an absolute uh, legend and star. I mean, it was great. It was tremendous. So I would never tell that song, get out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think you I think you need to listen to some better music because I don't know what you're listening to right now. But uh, okay. All right. Grifka, your playlist needs to get out. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. yeah me too, what actually. Else got? Uh, Anything else? No, nah, man. I'm done for the week. Uh, what, uh, kind of just hoping for a big W uh, this weekend uh, out of the lines down, uh, down on the road in Miami. Yeah, man. Uh, like you say, we kind of just breeze through. I mean, we're not ever on this show really going to break down everything to a T we're here to have some fun drink the Kool-Aid and like I say I mean I don't want to tiptoe in every week I want this team to get some mojo I want them to have some confidence they won a big game heading into the bye week they should be refreshed you don't go into a game just hoping thinking dreaming that you'll win we have to get to the point where if we're better than the other team doesn't matter what's played or what the weather is you go and you win the game and that's what I'm hoping for this Sunday so Kool-Aid drinkers 
I hope you think the same. I hope you have the same confidence I do that we can come in and beat this Dolphins team. And we appreciate you listening. Everybody, have a big Sunday. Have Let's get a big win. And you can catch us back here next week for two episodes of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Everybody, let's go Lions. Let's drink it in. Let's get this W. And we'll check you next week. We're out. This Sunday, I'm going to give you what you crave, what everybody here craves. Drink it in, man.